This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Okay, well, if you'd all like to take your Bible and turn to um, Zechariah chapter 2, Zechariah chapter 2, as we continue to make our way through this wonderful book, uh, Zechariah chapter 2, and uh, let's first of all look to God in prayer. Lord, do do, uh, draw us nearer to you, Lord. Draw us nearer, 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 blessed Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Zechariah chapter 2, it's a chapter of 13 verses. Zechariah 2, verse 1. I lifted up mine eyes again and looked, and behold, a man with a measuring line in his hand. Then said I, Whither goest thou? And he said unto me, To measure Jerusalem, to see what is the breadth thereof, what is the length thereof. And behold, the angel that talked with me went forth, and another angel went out to meet him. And said unto him, Run, speak to this young man, saying, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls for the multitude of men and cattle therein. For I, saith the Lord, will be unto her a wall of fire round about and will be the glory in the midst of her. Ho, ho, come forth and flee from the land of the north, saith the Lord, for I have spread you abroad as the four winds of the heaven, saith the Lord. Deliver thyself, O Zion, that dwellest with the daughter of Babylon. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, After the glory hath he sent me unto the nations which spoiled you. For he that toucheth you toucheth the apple of his eye. For behold, I will shake mine hand upon them, and they shall be a spoil to their servants, and you shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me. Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion, for lo, I come, and I will dwell in the midst of thee, saith the Lord." And many nations shall be joined to the Lord in that day, and shall be my people, and I will dwell in the midst of thee, and thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto thee. And the Lord shall inherit Judah, his portion in the holy land, 
and shall choose Jerusalem again. Be silent, O all flesh, before the Lord, for he is raised up out of his holy habitation. So you remember that when we started Zechariah in chapter 1, we saw how Zechariah was made a prophet in one night. One night when he saw a vision of a man riding on a red horse and he asked an angel what it meant and Zechariah saw that that was the scattering of the Jewish people. That's what Zechariah saw was the, what is the reason why all the Jews don't live in Israel. That's the reason, that's what Zechariah saw. It's the reason why many Jews and why I was born in the U.S. and, and not in Israel. Zechariah saw this great diaspora, a scattering of the Jews all over the world. And that was enough for Zechariah to drop his head in grief and sadness. It was enough to cause Zechariah just to stop looking. And now in chapter 2, Zechariah has recovered from the grief. He's recovered enough to raise his head. As it says in verse 1, I lifted up mine eyes again and looked to behold a man with a measuring line. Now Zechariah He's, he's lifted up his eyes in chapter, in verse one here, verse one, and he sees a man, and this man has a measuring line in his hand, or a tape measure, if you like to think of it that way. He's got a tape measure, it's a measuring line. And again, he wants to know where this man is going. He seems to be in a hurry, he's moving. And the man is in a, he's in a rush, and Zechariah stops the man with the measuring line in his hand. And he asks him in verse two, then said I, whither goest thou? Even, even though the measuring man is in a hurry, the man, the man uh, he, he stops when Zechariah asks him that. He stops and he, and he says to, to, to Zechariah in verse two, he says in verse two, he said unto me, to measure Jerusalem, to see what is the breadth thereof and what is the length thereof. So the measuring man, he tells Zechariah that he's on an urgent mission He's in a hurry. He's got to get the measurements of the length and the width of Jerusalem. And as Zechariah hears that, he wonders why. He wonders why must Jerusalem be measured? And then comes this angel, and he explains to that why Jerusalem has to be measured in verse 4. Verse 4, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls for the multitude of men and cattle therein. In other words, he told him, he said, Zechariah, Jerusalem's too small right now. It's too tiny. It's about to have a population explosion, such a population explosion that it will mean that Jerusalem is going to be like towns without walls, towns that have burst through the seams, and there's no walls. There's going to be so many people, Zechariah, so many people, so many new people coming to Jerusalem says in verse 4, verse 4, and it's going to be a multitude of men. And that's why there's such an excitement, such an urgency to find out, to know what's the dimensions right now of Jerusalem, this wonderful city of Jerusalem. So this measuring man has a very important job because he's going to provide the dimensions for the city of Jerusalem so that it can be expanded because the new inhabitants that will be moving to Jerusalem, they're not Jews. They're not Jews, it says in verse 11. Verse 11, many nations, as we're told, many nations will be joined to the Lord in that day. And, and God says, and they shall be my people, and I will dwell in the midst of thee. And thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto thee, and the Lord shall inherit Judah his portion, 
and in the Holy Land, and shall choose Jerusalem again, another time, again, a second time. And this is the grand secret that's driving this man, that's driving why this man is measuring the city of Jerusalem. That means that means that you, my precious believing Gentile brother and sister, the city of Jerusalem is being measured by this man in verse 2 to accommodate you and to accommodate precious Eskimo believers. The city of Jerusalem is being measured for the, by that man in verse 2 to accommodate the believing Eskimos and the believing Mongolians and the believing Japanese and the believing Chileans. And in verse 11, many nations, verse 11, many nations shall be joined to the Lord in that day and shall be my people and I will dwell in the midst of thee. And if we listen carefully, we can hear that all those Gentiles from all those nations of the world are saying what they're saying. They're starting off from the different parts of the world. They're starting off from the far ends of the world. And in Micah 4.2, Micah 4.2, we're told what they're saying. In Micah 4.2, it says, And many nations shall come and shall say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways. We will, we will walk in his paths, for the law shall go forth out of Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. They're, what they're doing in all those different places before they come, they're saying, come on, let's all get moving for Jerusalem. We've got to leave. We've got to leave for the house of the God of Jacob. They're excited. This is they're saying. This is so exciting. The God of Jacob, He's going to teach us His ways. He's going to teach us His word. It's all happening in Jerusalem, our new city. You know the word Aliyah. Aliyah in Hebrew it it means to go up higher. That's the literal meaning of the word Aliyah, and that's the word that's used for Jewish people who have want to take advantage of the law of return and come from the diaspora. Uh, nations to come back and become a citizen of Israel, and they say they make Aliyah. Well, this is going to be the biggest Aliyah ever because this is going to be Gentiles making Aliyah, going up higher, going up to, when it says going up higher, it's referring to that small little mountain, very humble mountain. You would hardly call this mountain a mountain. It's called Mount Zion. It's what Jerusalem is built on. It's barely a mountain, but it's the most important mountain on earth. Everest, Mount Everest has to take a back seat to little tiny Mount Zion because that's where God is. And so when they say go up higher, that's what they're referring to. Not Mount Hermon, not Mount Pisgah, but little Mount Zion. Small as it looks, but great because God is there. And that's what God, that's the mountain that God chose to reside on, this little tiny mohill called Mount Zion. But this is what happens, and what a day this is going to be. And with the eye of our imagination, we can see those many nations being joined to the Lord, and we can see the Lord making all those nations his people as they come in. As they come into the city, as they come up to Mount Zion, we can see the Lord say, and you will be my people. 
You Eskimos will be my people. You Mongolians will be my people. It's a wonderful sight in the imagination just to imagine that. And the Apostle John, the Apostle John, he hears this great voice in heaven in Revelation 21.3. Revelation 21.3, John says, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. So we can imagine this scene. can imagine the Mongolian brother. He's leaving his yurt out there in Mongolia, and he's just arrived in Jerusalem. He's met by the God of Jacob. And the God of Jacob is saying to him, you are now a part of my people. I've already gone and prepared a place for you, just like I promised in John 14, 3. Welcome to Jerusalem. Welcome to Mount Zion. And this is what the apostle John heard, that God would dwell with him in that verse in Revelation 21, 3, that God was gonna dwell with them and he will dwell with them. They shall be his people. Just like Zechariah heard the same thing in verse 11, verse 11, I will dwell in the midst of thee. And where will God dwell with those nations? It's simple, God's city. God's city that he's chosen, the city of Jerusalem. Have you ever wondered why that city is called Jerusalem? Jerusalem means city of peace. And why, why did God call the city, his city, the Jerusalem? Why did he call it the city of peace? Romans 5.1 tells us why. One of the reasons Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, being justified, justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. God wants the name of his city to be Jerusalem, city of peace, in order to memorialize the peace that God made with man through the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 5.10, Romans 5.10 says, For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. God wants the name of his city to be Jerusalem, city of peace, to memorialize the death of his son, the death of God, the, the son that brought peace. Colossians 1.20, Colossians 1.20 said, and having made peace, through the blood of his cross. God wants his, the name of his city. He said, where are you from, God? I'm from Jerusalem, the city of peace. And God wants it to be Jerusalem, the city of peace, to memorialize the blood of Jesus Christ that made peace. Isaiah 27.5, Isaiah 27.5 says, let him take hold of my strength that he may make peace with me and he shall make peace with me. God wants to be able to say, I come from Jerusalem, that's my town, that's my city, city of peace, because God wants to memorialize the strength that he gives to man so that man can make peace with him. Isaiah 54.3, Isaiah 54.3, we were just hearing from Don about child evangelism fellowship, and it's important to evangelize children. And God says, I want peace for your children. In Isaiah 54, 13, Isaiah 54, 13, and all thy children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace of thy children. That's Isaiah 54. God says, you don't have to give your kids Ritalin so that they'll have peace. 
to calm them down? Teach them, he says in Isaiah 54, 13. Teach them about the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. Isaiah 54, you can consider Isaiah 54 as an extension of Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53, the great chapter all about the death, the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ for our sins, God wants children to be taught about that death so that they can have the great peace of Isaiah 54, 13. Great peace, great shall be the peace of thy children. And God wants his city to be called Jerusalem. I come from Jerusalem, God wants to say, that's my city, the city of peace, to memorialize the peace that God gives to children when they learn about how Christ died for their sins. The Lord Jesus said in John 14, 27, John 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. God wants his city, Jerusalem, to be city of peace, to memorialize the peace, the unique peace that Jesus gives that the world cannot give a peace that takes fear away. Ephesians 2.14, Ephesians 2.14 personalizes peace. It says, for he is our peace, who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. God wants his city to be named Jerusalem, city of peace, in order to memorialize how Jesus Christ himself is our peace and how he broke down the wall between Jew and Gentile, hence opening the door for all of those nations to come into Jerusalem. And as they come into Jerusalem, no more kosher laws that separated Israel from the Gentiles. No more barring the intermarriage because he has broken down that middle wall of partition between Jew and Gentile and made peace. And God wants his city, Jerusalem, to be named that, to memorialize that. And it's at this last point of breaking down this middle wall of partition that separated Jew and Gentile that's addressed here by this man who's measuring the city because this man is getting ready for the city to be expanded, to accommodate all those new precious believers coming from all over the world. The Lord Jesus Christ told us that the city was going to be enlarged and that there would be a new constructions going on in the city to accommodate all those new precious Gentile believers. When he said in John 14.1, John 14.1, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, if it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. So the Lord Jesus Christ told us that all his followers would be together. There will be no separated groups. When he said in John 10, 16, John 10, 16, other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. That's his theme, one fold 
one shepherd, one city of Jerusalem. So go on, measure, Mr. Measuring Man, in verse 2, because there's going to be a flood of new, new inhabitants of Jerusalem. And those Gentile believers are going to have one gathering point. One gathering point. And that gathering point was told by Jacob on his deathbed in Genesis 49.10. Genesis 49.10, when Jacob said, The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come. That's another name for the Lord Jesus. Until Shiloh come. Unto him shall be the gathering, shall the gathering of the people be. Unto him shall the gathering of the people be. The one gathering point is going to be unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Unto Jesus shall be the gathering shall the gathering of all the Jewish and Gentile believers. Jesus is the gathering point. And what will be the central theme? What will be the central theme of the Gentiles as they come? It will be Psalm 22, 27. Psalm 22, 27. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn unto the Lord, and all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before thee. That verse is saying that all the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord. And what are the ends of the earth going to remember that's going to cause them to turn to the Lord? That is Psalm 22, 27. That is a part of Psalm 22. That's the end of Psalm 22. And it says that the, all the ends of the earth are going to remember and turn to the Lord. Psalm 22 is the most graphic description of the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, of his crucifixion. They pierced my hands and my feet, as in Psalm 22. Strong bulls of Bashan have surrounded me. Right around the cross, that's Psalm 22. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That's the first verse of Psalm 22. That's Psalm 22. And at the end of the description of the death of the Lord Jesus Christ in Psalm 22 comes verse 27, verse 27. And it's telling us that all the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. Will remember what? They'll remember the death of Christ. They'll remember the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. They will remember what we are going to remember shortly when we take the bread and the, and the juice. It's remembering that Jesus Christ was crucified and died and was buried and rose again for their sins that's going to cause all those people of the world to worship the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lamb of God who was crucified, according to Psalm 22, for their sins. And when all those people from the ends of the earth remember that they will then start off for their new home, Jerusalem, so we can see Mr. Measuring Man in verse 2, and we can say, measure on, measure on, because this city's got to be greatly expanded because of Psalm twenty-two twenty-seven. All the kindreds of the nations are coming to worship the Lord Jesus. So keep measuring, Mr. Measuring Man, in verse 2, because the city is going to be expanded to fit all the ends of the earth. That's going to be remembering. They're all going to be remembering that Christ died that horrible death that they deserved for their sins and they'll all be turning to the Lord. They'll all be coming as new inhabitants of the city of Jerusalem. 
Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.